0: I'm Katie J,
1: and I'm Katie H. Welcome to the Katies. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Katies podcast. Another week, another podcast. Yes, another another topic, another one. Yes, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> just like that, just like that. Uh, um, let's dive right in. How well, was your week? Yeah, it was. It was
0: good. But I also, before we do that, we're on. Episode eleven, isn't that crazy? We have recorded all these episodes now, and that I is so wild. Just you know, we had originally committed to a certain number, and we're yeah. like almost there. And it's just like we're gonna keep going. Oh yeah, we're gonna keep going. We're having so much fun doing this. This is like the dream. <laughs> yeah, but it's also just been so encouraging and challenging to really like pay attention and consider topics and things that are relevant to us and things that are going on around us, and yeah. to kind of filter them. And as we're planning ahead to future episodes and stuff too, to just be aware and, um, you know, critical in a good way. Yeah. And it's been, it's been a fun challenge and I'm, I'm excited to see, we've covered a lot of, a lot of different things now, but there's, there's so many directions we can yes. go and it's cool to, to think about, There's, you know, there's just so much more to be said and for us to learn and so many people for us to talk to. Exactly.
1: So many directions we can take this in and so many niches we could get into. I'm just excited. Yeah. And the world is our oyster. Absolutely. So you asked me how my week was and I so rudely just overstepped you. I I'll try and get (laughs) over.
0: It's been, it's been good. It's been a really, really crazy time just for me personally. I'm stretched a million different directions right now and still working at the church. I'm doing my admin job there. And I also, I do like nutrition coaching and I I love that. And I haven't been doing much of it since I was pregnant and have had my baby, but I've been getting back into that and doing more individually and then also for groups and stuff. So that's been fun and a challenge and using part of my brain I haven't used in a while. So that's great. It's just another thing. And also, you know, we're, we're looking to buy a house. So So yeah, we're actively searching and doing, you know, viewings and open houses and all that stuff. And it's kind of overwhelming and feels like really, really grown up to be doing that. But, you know, we're just trusting that the Lord is going to guide us and that he's going to save something perfect for us. Yeah. um, Yeah. We're excited. We're excited to have a space to be able to use and to entertain and to be able to host people and just have more options and, you know, we have lots of different things that we want in life and a home is gonna be really conducive to that. So
1: oh, I'm so excited for you Thank guys. You. What a what a cool time of life. I look forward to that season. That's yeah.
0: So it's it's kind of crazy because it feels like I just sort of blinked and Yeah. And you're there. And we're here and we look at each other and I'm like, I remember dating this like 17 year old boy. <laughs> and now we're like adults with a child and yeah. just looking for a home. It's just it
1: just feels that is wild. So surreal
0: that God has like brought us here.
1: Yeah. Well, my week is busy. I just got a new job, which I know that I kind of like hinted at last, maybe episode before last. Um, I was talking about like, maybe I'm looking at, um, but I got the job and so I just started it. It's good. Um, It's working at a car dealership. I'm a receptionist there. (laughs) So great. Um, It's like culture shock for sure, because it's like, I just went from working in an all Christian environment. Honestly, I've never worked in an environment that is non-Christian. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's a whole new world. Huh? It is. I'm really excited though. I felt it on my heart for a long time that I needed to be putting myself actually in spaces to share God with people who don't know him already. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's cool uh, to have this opportunity and I'm, I'm really enjoying the job. So that's really cool. This week has been kind of a tough one, just, some heavy stuff this week and so I'm feeling like a little bit like I'm in this funky haze of like yeah getting my bearings again you've been processing a lot I've been processing a little bit um but one cool thing that I just thought of that we got to do is we got to speak at our church's purity conference. Yeah. Um, me and Katie and one of our close friends, we did a panel, like a Q&A panel, and it was so good. It was so good. It was just a sweet time. Um, so, so good. And yeah, there's there's a lot that we could say about that. Yeah, um, But
0: it's just, it was kind of a, I would say like a healing experience yeah, too, for just sure. because we've, we've had our opinions and frustrations with that conversation. And it just, it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. There's great questions and a good time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah, so those are, that's our week. That's
0: what's new. Yeah. So today we were thinking about what we want to talk about. And this is, you know, as I, after you suggested, Mm -hmm. I was thinking about, this has been a big thing in our church lately is God is moving in this way. And we want to talk about worship. So we kind of want to do an overview of what is worship biblically? What does it look like? And also um, specifically within the church, like worship music and like, like what's the historical precedent and why do we do it the way that we do it? And, you know, is there a right way and um, how do we judge these things appropriately? And I'm excited.
1: Yeah. Just to start off, it's such a broad concept, but like, what is worship? I would define it as anything that glorifies the Lord with the resources we've been given. So with musical worship, that's the Lord's given you a talent or maybe you're not talented in in the musical arena, but he's given you a voice and uh, you get to praise him. Mm-hmm. And otherwise it's, you know, using just any resource he's given you. I think to a, lot glorify the, him.
0: a lot of the conversations we've had, we've addressed Worship, yeah. right? So worship Absolutely. can be uh, the way that you carry yourself in the job that you have, yeah. right? It can be how you are committed to the friends and the people in your life yeah. and like glorifying and praising the Lord with your obedience to him and how you love people. And um, it could be like daily devotionals. It could be all kinds of things and it could be music. Like it, it's, it's a posture yeah. more than it is a specific thing. Uh, it is exactly like you were saying, enthroning God, putting him in his proper place, mm. turning our attention and our effort and our whole selves towards him and elevating him to the place that he deserves. Yeah. And that absolutely. he already is, that he occupies.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think it it really is just stewarding everything we've been given to give glory right back to God. So its it's an amazing thing to be a part of. And it's exactly what we were created for. Yeah. Um, and everything on this earth was created with the express purpose of worshiping God. Uh Luke 1940 says he answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. Yeah. So if even if you're falling short, like the earth is still proclaiming yeah. his Creation glory. Creation
0: declares the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands like yes. all all that is beautiful and good in this world is a reflection of the splendor and the majesty and the absolute worthiness of God yeah. to
1: be praised. Absolutely. Everything is to put it in a cheesy way to like point upward, you know, mm-hmm. um, whether that is our, our own physical worship or literal creation. It's just, it's mm-hmm. amazing that there's such a design that uh, that everything really does point back to him. Yeah,
0: it makes me think of the story that you talked about like earlier on in this podcast, I think when you were introducing yourself, but the Mm -hmm. idea of you being that little, little Katie looking up at the stars and just really having a profound, like understanding of God's glory, like at such a young age and just seeing him in a new way and like in response, like giving of yourself, right? Like like praising him. And I can think of so many times in my life that have had nothing to do with like being in a church that have been really like, worshipful moments of like my attention being turned towards him. And, um, I can think of times like, you know, camping in Yosemite and like just being in the midst of this place that's so otherworldly and just thinking of God, like holding it all in his hands and speaking it into existence and taking like pleasure in it and taking pleasure in our enjoyment of it. And it's just, yeah, it's so much more than one thing.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, like we've been saying, there are so many things we can do that could be categorized as worshipful, but we often confine ourselves to the classic, like, all right, like worship time. And we feel like it's something we can switch on and off, but Mm -hmm. I want to share a few verses that just like put on a pedestal, the fact that this is a heart position and this is something we were made to do. So first of all, we have John 4 24 that says God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Mm-hmm. So um your spirit is to worship the Lord. Not it doesn't mean, all right, like let's turn off the lights and uh, you know, play some, play a few chords. Like your spirit is to be worshipful towards the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, Romans 12, one says, I appeal to you therefore brothers by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship.
0: Yeah, I I love this verse and thinking about our bodies, like our, our vessels mm-hmm. as being um, something that we can sacrifice and like worship the Lord with. And there's so many practical applications of that, right? Like it could be the way that we take care of ourselves. It could be the way that we choose to like spend our time and like the spaces that we occupy, right? Like giving of ourselves to in any stage of life, like that's something that young people can do. That's something that old people can do. Like we all have the capacity to give of our bodies, like time and energy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also think of like in the season that I'm in, right. That sometimes my like sacrifice to God is giving of myself and you know, I'm not trying to like glorify like suffering in motherhood because it's not like a holier thing to suffer. Um, but sometimes the idea of like me putting my needs aside and giving my like son what he needs or, you know, yeah. like that can be worshipful when it's done out of a like reverence and a like love for the Lord. And like even like pregnancy and childbirth, like that can be a worshipful thing like it's a it's a place of sacrifice and um you know not again not trying to like over spiritualize suffering because it's not holier to be unhappy than it is to yeah. be happy but you can do all of those things with a joyful attitude right in a position of worship to the lord
1: exactly and in any season of life whether it is one of joy or suffering that right. is something that we are still called to right absolutely um Colossians 3, 14 through 17 says, "'And above all these put on love, "'which binds everything together in perfect harmony, "'and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, "'to which indeed you were called in one body. "'And be thankful. "'Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, "'teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, "'singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs "'with thankfulness in your hearts to God. "'And whatever you do in word or deed, "'do everything in the name of Lord Jesus.'" giving thanks to God, the father through him. So this is just a calling on our lives. Be, be involved, throw your life at the feet of Christ. Yeah, <laughs> And in that, it brings up specifically singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Mm-hmm. Like you, you cry out in joy to the Lord. You again, point to his glory in the midst of whatever situation you're in, put on love put on this attitude of praise and go forth. It's a calling.
0: Yeah. The, the phrase, whatever you do and word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the father through him. Mm. That's a very inclusive statement. Yeah. Right. So that could, that's not limited to stages of life or ages. That's not limited to like professions. And again, all this is within reason. I'm not saying like, you can go like murder people yeah. and be worshiping God the way that you're like a serial killer. It's like, oh, this is an right. act of worship, right? But within within reason, um, like within moral <laughs> bounds, yeah. Within this, you can have different abilities. This includes people of different levels of intelligence. Like mm-hmm. this, this isn't limited to any type of person. Like we can worship God. All of creation is created to worship God, and we all who have like self-will and all of those things, we have the ability to to worship in the way that we behave.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This last verse that I'm going to read will kind of transition us into the specifics of like actual worship music, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's Psalm 95, one through six. And it says, Oh come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving let us make a joyful noise to him with a song of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. Mm. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his for he made it and his hands formed the dry land. So it's just, let's come to him because, I mean, look at what he's done. And this points back to, you know, that verse we read about, even if you don't worship, like the rocks are gonna cry out. Mm -hmm. And this is just, uh, look at creation, look at what he's done. He is so worthy to be praised. And for that reason, let's come together with a joyful noise. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's the why is just because yeah, he deserves it. Exactly. Because, because he's God. Yeah. And that's enough. If
0: we really, truly understood or thought about, or had any like reference of him, yeah. like we have no choice, but to adore him and to worship him and to exalt him. And, a way that that has been done and that the Bible sets a clear precedent for, for all of church history is song and is worship Mm -hmm. and music is something that you really can't deny has profound, like emotional impact, right? That it's something that it has an ability physically and emotionally to stir your heart. (laughs) And
1: I don't think that's an accident. I think God created it to be that way. Right. I, I think of
0: like, for me, one of the sounds that does that is a cello. Like that's mm-hmm. an instrument that I grew up playing, but there's there's something about the like tone mm-hmm. and the, the richness and the depth of it that like inspires something totally different than if you're hearing, you know, a song from a flute, which is also a totally different type of emotion. Like yeah. music plays at our heartstrings, no pun intended, but it does, <laughs> it it like pulls these chords that um might not be like, easily pulled (laughs) other ways of like capturing our attention, drawing our focus, um, emotionally engaging us. And it's not an accident that God created us as emotional beings that like seek these kinds of things. It's natural to draw the conclusion of he wants to engage with us in this way. And so there's a place for it. Um, It's a powerful tool of the church to worship and praise God. And so what I want to do here, I have to give credit where credit is due because I'm not looking to plagiarize here, but mm-hmm. we've talked previously about Felicia Masonheimer, every woman a theologian. She has a podcast called Verity,
1: which I highly recommend so to you. Good. I cannot recommend it highly
0: enough. I started
1: listening after our after our recommendations mm-hmm. uh episode and I'm like it, I'm floored. It's so good. Yeah. I like we hope to be a shadow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, she has an
0: episode on the theology of worship and the theology of worship music. And she brings on a guest who is a like teaching professor at Wheaton College and she's a musician. So she talks a lot about like music and church history. So I'm drawing things from that, not like directly quoting it, but credit required is due. Felicia, we love you. Okay. <laughs> so XOXO. exo. XO, yeah. <laughs> love and kisses. Okay. So there is a precedent that music and worship songs have been a part of church culture from the very beginning, even in Exodus. So like in Exodus 15, 1, Moses and the Israelites are singing a song to God. Like the earliest group of like God's people are singing to him. And, you know, we've talked about verses in the New Testament, Ephesians five nineteen is one of them where they're talking about hymns and songs and singing in assembly, that that is something that the church was, doing. And we don't know what the songs were, what they sounded like, but we right. know that that was part of what church looked like from a very early place. And so the like earliest historically that we can kind of trace to what music sounded like in the church is uh the middle ages. And so the early middle ages, starting in the 400s AD and going all the way up to like the 1400s, uh, music in church st- uh, started out as this kind of lofty thing. So this was the Catholic church pretty much was like organized religion from this point on. Mm-hmm. Um, it was sung in Latin only. Women weren't allowed to sing. So it was just men <laughs> singing. <laughs> Love that yeah. for, for them. <laughs> yeah. So it was just men singing and these earliest forms of music were um, like really simple melodies, a single melody line and uh, were like meant to, you know, within like these cathedrals, everything about these church services was meant to like point to heaven. Mm-hmm. And you think about like culturally, like there wasn't a lot of like beauty in the world and there was a lot of suffering and, yeah. you know, a lot going on. So <laughs> a church- A few plagues yeah, and a lot illnesses. Happening. Yeah, uh, this really was like a simple, um, but like yet lofty and unattainable, like sound that was meant to like point towards heaven. Mm-hmm. And- uh. This shifted into a type of music, which is probably what you think of when you think of like music from the Middle Ages, you've heard it before. It's like multiple melodies, like kind of layered over each other, still mostly men singing. Um, but in Latin, not meant to be sung by the congregation, meant to be like performed as part of a worship service and um, like meant to be pleasing to God. So interesting tidbit of history here. The Council of Trent, which if you've known any church history, um, was kind of a response to the like birth of Protestantism from the Catholic church. And they were weighing all kinds of things, but I didn't know this. They were actually also debating music styles in church. So, we've, so been, we've been arguing about music styles mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: since the very beginning. We love a good argument. We love to <laughs> argue.
0: Yeah, we love to argue. And so they were, they were determining like this multiple melody type of music, like, is this, is this correct? And they sort of landed on, you know, no, we should stick to simpler melodies still in Latin. uh, But they were very against the Protestant style, which let's get there. Luther and Calvin, if you don't know who those people are, let's, (laughs) we should do a whole other church history thing someday. That'd be so fun. So fun. But Luther and Calvin um, brought a whole new thing to songs in church. They brought a whole new idea. And the idea was that songs of worship should be in the language of the congregation and should fit the theological framework of the congregation and should be understood to add to a person's like worship of God. So Luther specifically, um, Calvin wasn't really for this, but Luther brought in melodies from popular secular music, um, so that it invited the congregation to join in. You didn't have to know what the words were to be able to sing along. And Mm -hmm. then in turn, it would be able to bring people into understanding the words and to understanding what their praise of God meant. Yeah, um, Luther was quoted for saying, if music does not move you, you are either a stump or a stone. So he like <laughs> emphasized this idea of, he was a passionate guy. We know yeah. the 95 theses, nailing it. You know, he oh, wasn't, yeah. he wasn't like super level-headed, but yeah. he was very passionate. And um, he understood that humans are emotional beings created to commune emotionally with God. And that was a revolutionary idea that music could play a part in our communion with the Lord. And so this all just goes to show that styles have like shifted from the beginning of the church. And there has never been one completely agreed upon style of corporate worship. Like even from the time of hymns and like it was disagreed upon like what melodies were appropriate and, whatever. And this is all really like Western church focused. Like the world's been worshiping God (laughs) since the beginning Um, in the church. Wasn't just in the West. Like Mm -hmm. there were Christians all over the world and more today than ever, but there were Christians all over the world who were worshiping God in the ways that were culturally um, like relevant to them. And so there's a precedent for diversity of expression in how we sing praises to God in the church and I'm not talking about improper theology. Yeah. I'm also not talking about how, like creating these really hyper emotional experiences that mm. are manipulative and like just trying to get everyone crying and like, because yeah. um, that's not the point. <laughs> no, well, and that's self focused, right? Yeah. Like, if your if your pursuit when you walk into a worship service is like, I want to get messed up, like I want to yeah. get I want to get wrecked today, like that's not. Let's be honest, that's not worshipful. Yeah. And that's a problem in the charismatic church, I would say that mm-hmm. we we
1: love an experience. Well, that's something I had to really come to terms with in like my, I would say like mid high school, because I was having these experiences with the Lord in junior high and early high school where mm-hmm. I was like, Brought to tears by worship. And then I thought that if that wasn't happening, it meant that I wasn't experiencing worship. And that's Mm -hmm. just not true. And that's nothing our church ever told us, but that was just something I had thought like, oh, I cry during worship. And if I'm not crying, then God must not be here. Right.
0: And we want to be really careful. Like we don't want to just be critical of the church. Like we're not trying to um, like tear down you know, evangelicalism and all yeah. in every way, but there's some problems with the focus. Like if the focus is not yeah. the Lord, if the focus is not on elevating him, if, well, it's, elevating, not if it's elevating our emotions, yeah. it's a problem. But on the other side of that, it is an emotional experience when we are worshiping the Lord mm-hmm. and music can aid our expression of worship. Yeah. So it's not one or the other, right? Like, yeah. As with anything, it's this fine line that we walk and um, it's totally okay to have like preferences. Like if you're someone who really likes like liturgical hymnal like type singing, that's that's great. Like if that's how you commune with the Lord, fantastic. If you like the more production-y like thing and you're still able to fully engage with God,
1: there's nothing wrong with that. It's not sinful. Well, we just miss the mark so often on why are we worshiping? Yeah. And it is to bring glory to the Lord. And if you are bringing glory to the Lord, then you are worshiping. Yeah. It's, we've made it so complicated and like we need to jump through 800 hoops to get there. And it's like, no. No. Just like if you, you know, in your heart, if you are being worshipful or not. Yeah. Like, just have some self-awareness. Yeah, and um,
0: you know, worship, like music, worship music, yeah, <laughs> has been used as a tool for evangelism. Um, it's a really unifying thing, and it also can even like help us explain or understand or internalize like mysteries of God. I heard like, this is again from Felicia's podcast. This specifically right here, you know. Yeah, citing my sources. Yes. But um, the guest that she had on was using this example of, have you, I'm sure you've heard lots of different like examples to like explain the Trinity. Yeah. Okay. She was using the example of a chord. Okay. So let's say you're on a piano, you play the note C. Mm -hmm. C has its own like tone, it has its own frequency. Like it accomplishes its own thing. Okay. You play C and then an E. They're totally separate notes. They're accomplishing different things, but they, or blending, blending yeah. and creating something perfect. And then let's say you add a G to that. So you're playing these three notes. They're all completely unique, accomplishing different purposes entirely together. And mm-hmm. they're creating a C chord, yeah. an entirely different thing together than they are independently, but yet still completely intertwined. And yeah. I just thought that was a really cool that is a example great of example. Is the Trinity. Um, also just fun for people who love music yeah, to love think that. about. So music, music is a good thing and it's a gift. Um, and I would just like to say we are very critical now more than ever i think i don't know if that's fair to say do you think now more than ever um it's hard. I would I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that, yeah, ever. because I've only been alive now. What do I know? Yeah,
1: well and I'm I'm thinking of this church history we're reading and I just yeah. think like What they're, am I even saying? They're like having fights in public squares about <laughs> the <you Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> in their little dresses and their you know. Their Luther little man's little like Yeah.
0: Their uh, bald heads <laughs> and
1: I don't know. Their, with their fleas. Yeah, <laughs> you know, with their dysentery. <laughs>
0: okay, I will correct and amend myself to saying it's a hot topic right now. Yeah, it is hot. Um, There's some specific groups and topics within like, we'll just say American Christianity yes. of what groups are and are not appropriate to draw from, what sounds are and are not appropriate. Like if if there is like a right sound in a right... um source for worship music. And I would, I'm not going to, we're not going to answer those questions for you today. Like I'm not going to tell you, but before you are critical, I would really ask yourself, are you able personally, you as a person, are you able to give praise to God before critiquing the style or the motive or the sound of the worship that you are in? Like, Mm -hmm. are you quick to worship. <laughs> yeah. Are you quick to be able to like give God the praise that He has due? And also, um, could you praise God in the way He deserves with a quiet, structured hymn, the same as you could in a Pentecostal service or vice versa? Mm-hmm. Could you praise God the same with the sound of a different cultures' worship music, right? Um, if you were in China or if you were in the Congo or if you were in mm. um, Colombia or if you were in the United States of America, would you be able to engage God with worship no matter what the music sounded like? Mm -hmm. And if not, ask yourself why. Yeah. Like ask yourself why that is. I am not saying we do not have to have discernment. If you are like assessing um, what church you want to be a member of, if there's like big problems with like their theology that you Mm -hmm. just don't agree with, you don't have to go there. Yeah, like you don't. But if that's gonna like, make or break it for you when there's, there's, maybe it's not even theology. Maybe it's just sound and there's other things that you agree with, or you can really buy into the vision of the church and you, they're really spreading the gospel and they're really committed to the truth of God's word, but they sing from a group that you don't like, Yeah. but they're picking their songs carefully. Right. Like, um, or maybe it's a lot of lights and production Mm -hmm. and you're critical of that, but why? Yeah you like, why are you critical of that? Well, Just ask yourself that question and know that there is a precedent
1: for there to be room yeah. for those things to be worshipful and appropriate. Well, I was about to say that's something, like that's a question I've had to ask, like are all of these lights and whatever like essential? No, May, no they're not essential, but they are worshipful. Like yeah. if that is done for the Lord, yeah. you know, we are making this space beautiful for the Lord. Yeah. And I think we we are so quick to be like, ah, cut off. You know, yeah. like, we're done. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Katie and I Katie and I are both we're both worship leaders too. Yeah. So we
0: we love <laughs> worship. Yes. We love worship music. We're really close with members of our like worship teams who work in media mm-hmm. and audiovisual and yeah. all those production elements of things. And I can tell you honestly from our experience, the people that I have worked with in those areas are so worshipful yes. in the way that they're doing these things from the people that are setting up the stage to the people that are designing the light show. Shout out to Ali. We love Ali yes. If she <laughs> listens, um, these people that, you know, in my experience, and I know it's not always like this, but there is a real heart to worship God, to not distract, but to add to yeah. what God is doing in a service. And if you don't like lights, you don't have to go to a church that has a bunch of lights, but don't assume that it is sinful or proud or wicked. Like that is really critical.
1: (laughs) Right, don't look at the people in that congregation and be like, well, I guess I know something about your faith. Yeah, let's let's also
0: say, if you're looking down on people in pride and condemnation for things that are not like theological issues, that is a heart problem. Yes, absolutely. That is a heart problem. And we have all done that in one way or another, but- I would challenge you, correct yourself,
1: bring that to the Lord, ask seriously, is this something, is this a me thing? Yeah. Or is this a church problem? Right, seek counsel, you -hmm. know, from people in and outside of your your direct sphere. Yeah. Be like, hey, is this like, is this a hill worth dying on? Yeah. And if it is about lights and um, the occasional group you don't agree with, then most likely it's not a hill worth buying on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Especially if you're already committed and invested in serving and growing in a place like we don't tend to really value the importance of like roots Mm -hmm. and commitment and establishing ourselves places and saying like, Hey, I'm willing to serve even if I'm not being served. And I, I agree with the heart of this place, even if there's applications that I don't agree with because I can help. Absolutely. Right? Like maybe yeah. there's a place for me
1: that I can step well, up and- We're all members of a body, yeah. right? When when you're like, oh, well, the arm isn't functioning, but you are the arm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think of that like, oh, well, there's, you know, there's a bald spot here, but you're the toupee for the bald spot. You are the toupee <laughs> in the body of Christ. <laughs> you, my toupee. friend, are the toupee. No, but in like, <laughs> of course, that's a joke. No, but I, 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 you exactly know what I mean? What like, saying. it's that image of- you want to complain about something lacking, but then you don't want to fill the need. And, um, you know, that's something that Katie and I have talked about a lot. We've, we've offered up our, our fair amount of complaints just in conversation. And then we're given opportunities to fill the need. And so it's happened over and over. It really has. And and it's, it's super humbling. And, um,
0: we've both like challenged each other at times too. And said like, "Mm." Yeah. I don't know that that's a correct attitude, right? Yeah, like there's like, also room for sh- that. You know? Like, yeah. Like, okay, I get why you feel that way. Also yeah. like grow up, you know? Absolutely. Um, and I would also say too, on the other side of this, cause let's be fair, there have been like arms of charismatic, mm-hmm. you know, practice that have really kind of messed this up. And yeah. it's not all harmless. And again, that it requires discernment. Yeah. <sighs> There are places where you can see based on um either like really improper theology mm-hmm. or not saying like immodesty and like the way that we think about it, like, oh, you you know, bra strap is showing. Like yeah. I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah. Um, like immodesty of heart, like yeah. in yeah. the way that these things are carried out. And it's okay
1: to to not think about reverence all right. and yeah. a lack of humility. Right. Yeah. If
0: if God is not the center, um, That's not worship. So right, there is a line, like there there absolutely is a line.
1: There is the test. There is worship and there are things that are not worship and it is okay to see something and be like, you know what, this isn't worship and I'm not gonna take part in it. That is discernment and that's decision-making and that is good. Yeah. But being so critical of the minutia of things and not like understanding, you are just as bad as somebody who is, you know, portraying something that isn't worship because you don't get the heart of worship and that is to glorify the Lord. Yeah. So if some, if somebody's glorifying the Lord in a way that is maybe different than you would choose to do it, that doesn't matter. Like just go on your merry way. You know what I mean? Like that's how, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And there's, this is the hard thing too, is there are like
0: moments even in great places that are wrong. Yes. And, Because nobody's perfect. Because nobody's perfect. And the important thing is if there's like a response to that, Mm -hmm. right? Like if there's a willingness for leadership or whatever, if this is a concern for you, um, I would also challenge you that rather than just like being critical, growing a hard heart and just walking away, that you would ask questions. If you're like, I don't understand
1: these decisions, go to leadership. Yeah. You don't have to live in confusion and there's, that is just a breeding ground for resentment and bitterness that's undue. Right. You know, when you are just living yeah. in your own assumptions. Right. That's, that's just a dangerous spot to be in. It is.
0: It is. So, you know, I would challenge you, like we've, you know, we talked about this and disagreeing well mm-hmm. in that episode, and this isn't an issue of like someone sitting against you, but the same kind of principle and the same kind of flow applies, right? Of before you are going and like spreading this stuff and sowing dissent and Mm -hmm. like causing problems or before you're just hardening your own heart and peacing out without any second thought, Mm -hmm. I would challenge you to go talk to somebody, to ask questions. If you don't know who to ask, go to somebody that I know who to ask. Call a church office, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) just show up. And that's not weak. No, it's not weak. It's not weak. It doesn't make you dumb. You should understand. If you don't know your church's worship theology, you should ask questions. Yeah, absolutely. if you don't know what your church believes about the things that are important, um, if you haven't read your church's like, like purpose statement yeah. and vision statement, and if you haven't read what they believe and they're like their profession of belief, mm-hmm. it's time that you go and do that because you know you are accountable for. <laughs> like once you know these things, right? Like yeah. you don't have the excuse of like ignorance yeah. and um. Let's be grown-ups. Yeah. Let's let's own our let's own our faith. Let's own our, you know, our commitment and not make excuses anymore for how, you know, this this place isn't serving me correctly or whatever. Right. Like
1: do the hard thing. Do what you need to do. Yeah. And I think we've been um we've been doing a fair amount of like <laughs> calling out in this last portion, not in an undue way, just like a, hey, like we need to do better in this area. Um, but it's all for the purpose of being able to come together in unity. It's for unity in the body. Exactly. Before Christ. Right. And knowing like, like we've
0: talked about this, like having preference for your brother, having preference for your sister in Christ, trusting that these are things that we can have differences of opinion on and still worship the same God absolutely, and still be co-heirs of the kingdom of Christ, like together.
1: Yeah. I think of often in first and second Timothy, they, talk about like not getting caught up in genealogies. Mm -hmm. And I would lump this in kind of to that same camp of like getting caught up in like these tiny things and forgetting that it's not about that. Right. It's about Jesus and it's about God and not to say there isn't a place for discussion on those things. There absolutely is. And And there's absolutely a place for discussion on
0: wrong teaching and calling things out that are inappropriate. Yeah. But there's also so much that just doesn't matter as much as we make
1: it. Like right but just it is as simple and as complicated yeah. as just wait against scripture there's there are believers in
0: heaven right now that were alive in 500 AD yeah. who were women in the church who were not yeah. allowed to sing and yes. they are believers in heaven yeah. there are believers in heaven who died a year ago mm. who were singing those groups that you don't agree with yes. who are in heaven with the lord like it it is so much bigger yeah than these issues of preference and taste and opinion and praise God, hallelujah, Ugh. that he is eternal, that he is supreme over all these things. Mm-hmm. And that we get to in this life, like we get to worship him with song. Mm-hmm. And so let's see it as a privilege and as a joy and not as a point of contention and critique and another thing to pull the church apart and to yeah. um muddy its name. And
1: you know, let's do it, let's do it well. I think that um the enemy would love nothing more than to see us caught up in the muddy little details and yeah. misunderstanding purposes. You know, I think we think of um the enemy as working in like these big like oh this big thing, but he he pits Christians against each other. Yeah. That's, you know, what a better way of Dissolving you just the you you neuter the church like yes. you remove
0: yeah. all of its efficacy like yeah. in the world to be able to have legs to Absolutely. stand on and to have a testimony and a witness to speak
1: boldly of the yeah. gospel
0: and yeah I'm I'm fired up right now if you can't tell oh, like wait. we both are I, yeah <laughs> I'm
1: feeling very uh... but
0: like it is like let's grow up let's let's pick this this thing up that we've been called to carry out yeah. into the world and let's let's
1: do it yeah. And let's stop arguing. Yes. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's so, I think it's easy in these moments of passion to be like, we, you know, we just need to do this. And then it's hard. I, this isn't to say like, it's, it should be yeah, easy as out. pie. Tomorrow to, it's all going to be fixed. You know, yeah. let it all click in your brain and you've got a right view on everything. Like, no, we understand it's a process and we are both taking part in that process. This is not For to sure. say that we have like, oh, like we've got. Only correct worship thoughts. And and I've I've swung back and forth throughout (laughs) my adult life. Like there are times when I've been
0: really critical and there are times when I have probably bought into the hype and like I've swung both ways. Yeah, And I don't want to be someone who swings both ways. I want to be someone who has grace. Mm -hmm. I want to be a believer who has grace for other believers, who is rooted in the truth of God's word, who is able to worship no matter what cultural or, you know, preferential setting I'm in. And- I think that is all we've
1: got for today, but this is for sure a discussion to be continued at a later date. Absolutely. Um, As always... Well, actually, first of all, before we close out, I just wanted to shout out our wonderful producer, Aww. Matt Foreman. Hi, Matt. He um he was at an all-nighter last night with he was. our, our freshman from our church, and he is just a trooper for, for being yeah, here at all. He doesn't
0: he doesn't feel good. He's tired. He's yeah. got a wife and
1: baby to get back to. He's got a piece of silicone in his ear. He
0: does. That's a whole other story. But he's here and he is like having great attitude and helping us do this that we just really couldn't do without him. So yeah. We so love you, shout
1: out to him, but um, to actually close us out, close us out. Um, yeah. uh, you can follow us on Instagram at the Katie's podcast or uh, shoot us an email at uh, the Katie's podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. We want to hear from you. We do. I was, you know, we were talking at the beginning of this episode
0: about moving forward. We have ideas and places we mm-hmm. want to go. If you have things you want to hear us yes. talk about. Like we want to know, yeah, we want to know what matters to you. We want to know what you're wrestling with. We want to, we want to like get in the mud with you on those things. And we're really not afraid to talk about things. Mm -hmm. And so um, we, I don't know that how much like controversy we've broached thus far, but uh, I feel like this is one that could be a little bit controversial and we want to like help you wrestle with these things. So yeah. uh, Yeah. Please give us give us your thoughts, and we yes. are we are open to them. And also, as always, our Patreon. You can support us, help us keep doing what we do. Yes, um, get access to those benefits that we have on there, and absolutely uh, that'll be linked
1: in the show notes. So, and even if you don't have a penny to give, you can leave a comment or a send review. an email <laughs> or send an email. We really just want to get an email, guys. We really want one. Give us our first email um, or rate us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts wherever you're listening. Yeah, the ratings help a lot they and really get us do. out there. So yes. We love you guys. We will talk to you soon. Yes, we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.